I'm Melody Carlisle. And I'm Sabrina Bradley. And this is Heaving Bosoms. This is the podcast where best friends recap romance novels and other kissing media that makes us swoon, snark, and refills our cups. Whether you've read the book or are coming in blind, we'll lay bare every delicious scene and revel in the tropes and subgenres that make romance amazing. All right, listener, strap in and strap on. Headphones are highly recommended. Hi, Sabrina. (laughs) Hi, Melody. (laughs) Okay. They call it spooky season, I hear? I've always considered it spoopy season, but yes. That's fine. It's no longer. It's no longer spooky or spoopy. It's horny toad season. (laughs) Are you referencing this book? (laughs) I'm a mess. Okay. I'm okay, a big, I have to giant ask, mess. Have you finished the series? Yeah. <laughs> okay, you cannot spoil shit for me. I know. I know. All I know is that it's a horny toad season. <laughs> this book starts horny. This whole series starts horny. Like, wait, I'm... wait, wait, wait. Oh, Sabrina. Oh, no. Oh, no. Are you ready? Uh-oh. We have new patrons. Okay. And okay, patrons. Okay. Let's do patrons and then okay, we're going to launch so into sorry. horny toad season. <laughs> Like, horny toad stuff just got in the way. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? All right. So we've got new patrons this week, and, like, you make the show possible. I'm so thankful for you. So welcome to Gallet. Is that how you would say that? I think so. I was reading it as Galit. Okay, Galit. Maybe Galee? Gallet? I don't know. Galee? I'm so sorry, you beautiful, wonderful unicorn we're gonna go with galee because it rhymes real nicely with the next name oh yeah and then the next one is abby c welcome (laughs) we also have sarah a and katie and then leslie b hey y'all welcome i just put up bonus episode 180 you've got a lot of catching up to do hope you enjoy there's a yeah. lot going on up in here. There's a metric fuck ton going on. We have a lot more to record about this this series as well. And I'm very excited about it because it means I'm going to have to listen to it all again. Um, and long-term patrons. Okay. Hey, thanks for being here. Thank you for supporting the show. Amanda B. And Catherine J. Carol L. And Patricia S. Teresa M. And Molly and last but definitely not least, Certainly Naomi not. C. <gasps> Y'all are We're amazing. So thank happy. You, thank you. Thank you. You've stuck with us long enough to uh, see this wildness. Oh my we god! Are <laughs> oh my god! Into. 
Okay, I have to say a few things about this whole I thing. I have because... something to say. Okay, can, do you want to go first or should I? Just in case you bring it up before I do. Yeah, I'd okay. like to go first. Please. Melody fucking <laughs> you, Carlisle. You have the floor. Oh this no, are you going to do that thing that I, was, that I was stupid about? Are you going to tell everybody how dumb I was? You're going to yeah, tell you all gave of me, our friends yeah. how dumb I was? This, this motherfucker <laughs> messaged me. So I feel like as little, I say as little as I've been on podcast, like on air, yeah. it's a decent amount for a guest yeah. host, but like this is my first or second official episode as co-host yeah and i've been dealing with this where melody sometimes <laughs> like somehow melody has like <sighs> snuck in books that are not standalones because i am on record i basically only read standalones yeah you stand I by have yourself two things to stay here one <laughs> i am remembering how much i love not standalones yeah <laughs> Which will come up with my lady love. <laughs> Two. Mm-hmm. I still stand by. I read so fast that like mm-hmm. all those books better fucking be out. Because like yes. I will tear through 3,000 pages of book as if it's a yeah. single book. Okay. Yeah. No, I hear Melody you. Melody fucking <laughs> Carlisle rolls into my <laughs> WhatsApp. <laughs> like what? A day ago? Two days ago? You roll into my fucking whatsapp it's worse and than say that. i think i fucked up it's even worse than that i think that this is <laughs> by the way listener this is already a four book this is a quadrology okay it's a quadrology. This is, like to get to the hea it's a quadrology mm-hmm. this motherfucker rolls up into my message thread and says yes. i think there might be a fifth book <gasps> when i tell you my heart stopped melody i hear you mine did too i peed a little bit but you want to know it's really embarrassing okay okay listener knows this too but i'm friends with kim lorraine okay yes. one of the authors on this book uh-huh. under paranormal I, rights is kayla legitimately i had this exact thought melody i was like you better fucking before like if you had not responded the way that you did by the way for clarity listener her response was i'm just kidding uh, turns I'm out the next book is about blah 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 mm-hmm. i was about to message melody you just had kim lorraine on the fucking podcast <laughs> if you don't message her immediately <laughs> to get the fucking details i will i did have problems listen i did i did and it was very embarrassing because roughly i don't know three minutes after i sent the email i realized that i was a dumbass and that i had like i i think i so i listened to the end of it before i was drifting off to sleep and so i realized what happened is that at some point i fell asleep to audiobook and i woke up to like the end credits of the audiobook saying and you know the mating games continues coming out January 2025 and i was like there's another book oh no we we were only prepared for four books and oh no and you immediately messaged me in panic and i panicked i panicked hard i pooped a little and then i and then i embarrassed myself in front of a professional author 
Like, I yeah, I used our work email to email her a dumb question. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that it's in the Heaving Bosoms email because I will be going to look in our sent messages just to see what you sent exactly. God damn it. Anyway, I'm a mess this week. I'm a mess. And part of it is because it's her fault. Okay, Kim, sorry. If you're listening, it's your fucking fault because you turned this into horny toad season. Okay, and I can't function. I can't function. Listen, okay, I will have you know, listener, that I, she keeps on being like, Melody told me we're doing a fourth wing for the 300th episode, and she snuck in, deal with the demon, and burp, burp, burp. I cleared all of that with you, ma'am. I no, I know. I, I, all of it. We talked about this a month and a half ago. That's not the problem. The problem is not that it's four <laughs> books. The problem is that you made me go, oh my God, it's five books, and the fifth book isn't even fucking out yet. Listen, it's I, worse than you, that, though. It's worse than that, though. You just did that to me with Fourth Wing. Yeah, bitch. I did not We're That's not confirmed. We. It's still on Amazon's. It says book one of two. (laughs) Two two boys. Okay. You still made me read it in September when the next book does not come out until November. You're right. This episode comes out before. Do not try and cover your sins, Melody. (laughs) I have receipts. (laughs) Speaking of covering my sins. So here's the thing. In the moment, we're like, oh, thank goodness we don't have to read another extra fifth book before Friday. Or like, I would have to be clear, out, I would have same or or like figured out how to like get listen, it was going to be a whole thing. I had already like done all the logistics in my head and it was a mess, but it's worse than that for me because so this is their second mating game series because it's going to follow the four horsewomen of the apocalypse. And so the very first one was... Pestilence? No, that's this one. This one's Pestilence. Wait, there's a series before this? Yes. (laughs) One of them is a priest. One of the Waichu's men is a priest. Okay? Because they're evil. (laughs) They're evil and they they understand what we're looking for. (laughs) Meg Ann and Kaylorine, how very dare you? (laughs) (laughs) so now i'm gonna have to go read those and then as soon as war comes out i swear to god the first one was the first series was famine or death oh you're right it was the first one was war because the next series that comes out is death in january death the the quadrology one yeah and she's a milky-eyed bitch and i'm excited about it (laughs) this one is pestilence yeah it's so exciting you just spoiled some shit for me. What? But not no, in I a didn't. bad way. No, what? I no, mean, I, it, I should have guessed just looking at the name of the series, but like yeah. knowing that there's multiple series, I did not realize that. Fuck. I know. Okay. So, I, I mean, I'm in. I'm hooked. <laughs> it's done. Oh, and more than that, even. Are they listener, all four books? Mm hmm. And actually, okay. this is technically did you read the first one, the prequel? Because there's a prequel to this shit, The Pestilence. There's a prequel. It's called Promise to the Night. And it's all about her I betrothal. I did see that, but I haven't, I haven't read it yet. And wedding it's to Gavin. It's on my Kindle. Holy shit balls. Holy forking shit balls. I will have read it. I, I, I'll, I'll have read it by the time we... our heroine would say, I can tell you all about it if you want on no, podcast. No, no. Let me read so... it, okay? Let me read it. We'll talk about it on Patreon, okay? Okay, fine. Okay, so here's the thing. Like, these books are good, period, the end, like, they are 
really, really good, right? However, Mm -hmm. I got to read all of it in audio. And when you experience it in audio, it is like an otherworldly plane. So it's done all in duet style. Yeah, because you said it's a full cast. It's a full fucking cast. It's hold your hold your pants on just a sec. I'm just gonna read you the full cast. So Kim um, narrates under Stella Hunter. The full cast is Stella Hunter. She does all the women, and it's fucking brilliant. Teddy Hamilton, J.F. Harding, John Hartley, James Joseph, and Jacob Morgan. Okay. And so what duet style means is that each person comes in on their line for their character. So even if it's a chapter from like Ben's perspective, Rosie will say all of her sentences. Stella will say all of Rosie's. It's fucking amazing. Everybody on it is so good. And the way that it like levels up this already excellent horny toad season book is bananas. I am so mad that I cannot listen to audiobook for podcasts. Like, I'm going to have to listen just on my own time. Like, I might re-listen to the first book. Oh, my God. Just to get that experience. Yeah, you really should. It's so good. Actually, I would recommend maybe the third or fourth book. Oh, no, the second one's really good, too. Oh, no. (laughs) I'll just listen to the whole series. It's fine. I'll just put it on the background. Okay, we're 15 minutes in, and I think that means we have to get into this, because otherwise we'll be here for seven hours. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So listen, Rosie is our main character. She is the human daughter of vampire royalty because in this sphere of canon, vampires can be made or born and they're like only sane if they're born. I think they might go feral if they're made. I don't super know. There's like a line about it at some point in the series. I can't really remember. Anyway, so in Promise to the Night, I'm not going to give you, I'm just going to give you the premise because it is important for this book. In Promise to the Night, Rosie basically like negotiates a betrothal to a guy she's always been very intrigued about. A vampire. It's Gavin. Gavin, who she's always been very intrigued about um, in order to save her brother Noah, who had to kill Gavin's sister, I think, in the first in the war series because he had to end up with his forever mate as part of the white shoes group. Okay. It's hot. All of it's hot. There's a priest. That's all I know. (laughs) I'm so excited about reading it. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. So she does this. She does this marriage. I'm going to end up reading that entire (laughs) fucking series before we fucking record again. (laughs) Jesus. Hey, all right, we have four days until we record. I can do it. I can do it. I we got can do this. It. We can do it. So she does do that marriage, and then she has to run away from them. She has to run away because the family has nefarious plans for her because she has the blood of the sun, everyone. Okay, she's got a magic pussy, and she's got the blood of the sun. And so any vampire who feeds from her can walk in the daylight, for like X amount of time afterwards. And it's like a it's like a thing that gets passed down in her family line. It's wonderful. So she's on the run from that family. And she decides she has to fake her death. And right now we meet her in Alaska. Where she's trying to get Asher Henry's help. Now. <clears throat> Asher. I, Asher. 
I, Asher, I love a hat. Okay, ever. so like on on. <laughs> I'm on record as I love a hacker. Yeah. And this motherfucker, this is a sexy hat. I keep saying motherfucker. I, he does not disappoint. Apparently that's my favorite word. I'm so sorry. My coworkers today told me that I was saying fuck a lot. Um, so <laughs> apologies I'm sorry. I'm a bad advance. influence. No. I just go through phases. Mm. We should take after Rosie. <laughs> Rosie doesn't curse, and so she I she can't. basically does. I support like her. A, I was delighted every time she said shirt yeah. instead of shit, fork, and fork instead, of, instead fuck. of fuck. I'm just gonna tell you that I will never be able to do that. Um, I hear that, but yeah, no. So she rolls up in Alaska. So for context, listener, Asher is in hiding. He has like some bad witch bitch that put a curse on him at some point and he's in hiding and like can i read you my note my description of asher (laughs) okay he's the supernatural world's most notorious and sought hacker and he's hiding in alaska by having anonymous sex while wearing wigs You're not wrong. You're not wrong. (laughs) He he literally says all those things. (laughs) He does. And also, like, to be clear, listener, Asher rolls in hot. So she gets to Alaska and she's like freezing on his front porch because she Mm -hmm. figured out where he is. She went to find him because she needs a new identity. Because as far as she's concerned, as far as everybody is concerned, she's dead. Rosalind is dead. And so she she rolls up to Asher's house and is freezing on his front porch and this paranoid he sees a person on his porch and comes out literally guns blazing his gun is out and he's like I am going to shoot you who the fuck are you why are you here to her chest and and so then they get introduced and then this paranoid (laughs) he rolls up to her and he's like you smell like a vampire yeah and she's like I'm not I'm half vampire. I don't even know if mm-hmm. she says that, but he shoves his finger in her mouth to make sure she doesn't have fangs like immediately. And I was like, this better be, uh, by the I, way, I was seduced. <laughs> yeah. I came, I came into this book. I talked with you about this melody. I mm. come into podcast books. I don't mm. read the synopsis at all. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm coming into. And the minute we met Asher and I knew that there were four books to come and I also knew oh that God. this was like a 450 page book. I was like, uh-huh. this better be a why choose. If this isn't a why choose and I met the hero in the first like five pages. Then the pacing is off. That's the pacing is off. <laughs> Good good for us. It is a why choose. I also cannot choose, although I am partial to one of them. We'll oh my god, there. I cannot wait to hear it because I have a very hard time choosing, but I am like there's one I would die for. <laughs> okay. Okay, wait. Just before we even get there. Okay. You, yeah. On the count of three. Do we want to say, okay, say wait, wait, I have to remember his name. Okay, okay. And then on the count of three we'll say them. <laughs> yeah, give me one. I would second. die for him. Okay. 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 One. One. Two. Two. Three, Remy. Remington Mercer. Yes! Yes! Remington Mercer is everything. I love that he is literally described as a golden retriever, and he is. And he is a sad, broken boy, too. But he hides it behind charm. He can't stop joking. He just jokes about everything, and it's the best. And also, he's 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 pansexual. Sad. God damn it. I love him so much. God damn it. I love him so much. I would die for him. (laughs) 
I was having a moment where we were counting and I was like, I wonder if she doesn't pick Remy. I honestly don't know who she's going to pick. And then you and I both at the same time. Ooh, I just got chills. I just same. Got- Although, like, I am, I do, I do love all of them. I can't I love choose, all of them. Like, no, oh, Ben okay. is, Ben is, like, right, right there, ben, too. Ben the saddest must be boy. protected at all costs, okay? The saddest boy. Ben. Him and his stutter. Like, God damn it. It's oh, the best. Okay. And not to, I don't think this is a spoiler. I have to say, one of my favorite things about this series in general is that, um, so I'm sorry, we're going to meet really quick here because, um, okay, let's just get there. So she's like, I need your help disappearing. Yeah. I need papers, etc. He's like, like they're, they do a bunch of like sexy back and forth. And then he's like, okay, get the fuck out and I'll start working on it. And she's like, I can't get the fuck out because I have nowhere to go. Yeah. So guess what happens? He disappears for three days to one of his safe houses to work on her paperwork, and she gets into his moonshine. Well, after three days, she's like, the fuck am I supposed to do out in this cabin that's nowhere? Can I describe what happens to introduce us to our next person? Because, like like we said, this is like a 450-page book, so we are just going to be hitting point, point, point. There's not going to be a lot of filler in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So it's been three days. (laughs) And she, like a girl after my own heart, mm-hmm. apparently, is like, fine, I'll just get drunk. He's dead. Yes. She went to, f- from zero to 60. He's dead. Asher's dead. So I'm on my own. I'm just going to get drunk in his house. So she's drunk on, quote, unquote, vodka. We find out later it's not vodka. It is but, vodka, but it's moonshine vodka. Yeah. He distills <laughs> moonshine out of vodka. Because we also find out that Asher... Has a serious alcohol problem in this Asher, book. yes. Yep. He, he, he needs some help. He's not an alcoholic because he does not have the physical symptom symptoms necessarily. Yes. But he is he he drinks a lot. In his uh, behavior, he is. Is an alcoholic, yes. So it's been three days. She is drunk on moonshine. She goes and digs around in his prosthetic hideaway stuff jewelry yeah yeah she proceeds to put on <laughs> latex all over her face think fuck this woman is not allergic puts latex all over her face puts a beard on she's mm-hmm. got she does not cover all that latex to be clear on. she's got all sorts of shit and then she decides fine if asher's dead i'm going to summon a demon to hide me well okay so because she- asher is posted up even though He's hiding from the supernatural world, I guess. I still am not clear on why that is. Anyway, I think it maybe is because that witch doesn't matter. So he lives outside of a town that is basically all It's like supernatural. 180 people, too. It's yes. so small. How did they it's... not know that every stranger that rolls into town is Asher Henry? Right? Like... <laughs> and they're all supernatural. Most of them are shifters. Um, some of them are like pixies and stuff. Gargoyles. I love I love oh, Tom, I Dick, love and the Henry. Gargoyle trio. They are the best. But notably, vampires are not allowed in Aurora Falls. Yes. And she smells like vampire because she's half vampire. So she can so put on these ha- prosthetics very well, yeah. clearly, while she drunkenly <clears throat> puts latex all over her face. But mm-hmm. she can't smell like a vampire. Mm-hmm. And so she 
creates the world's shittiest summoning circle. <laughs> and out of candles, she goes and digs candles out of his room. She goes and mm-hmm. grabs this and that. She puts the salt circle. She does all of the stuff. She lights the candles. She makes her... <laughs> she fucking summons a demon. Nothing happens. Candles go out. And then, and she, then she passes out. And bleeds on it. That's right. And then the door opens mm-hmm. and behold a demon and he is seven feet tall and he is purple and he has hair down to his waist and he has horns and he has a tail and he has a cock that should not be does not quit yeah should not be ignored okay he's very and it's so cute later on in the books we get to find out how proud he is of his tail it's amazing anyway uh-huh. so he comes in and he, like, licks her palm where she's bleeding, and she wakes up, and she's like, oh, what's happening? And he's like, I'm here now. I'm a demon, and I'm your demon, and you're my human, and let's make a deal. I will hide you your scent. I'll hide your scent and make sure nobody can find you as long as you In give me your blood. For yeah, your blood. He has not your virginity. Said, no, he doesn't. He hasn't said she offers this shit because he he's like, what will you trade me for this? And oh. she's like, I'll give you my virginity. Yes. And I mean, he's <laughs> like, that's not enough. And she's like, OK, blood, virginity. What else do you want? And he says, basically, I want your firstborn, but I don't yep. want to actually want the firstborn. I want your ability to uh-huh. have a firstborn. And so he calls it her womb. He yes. wants her womb. And this comes up multiple times in the book. God bless. This is so I would like to say this because I did make a note of this. My okay. favorite shit in a supernatural book is mm-hmm. the supernatural ways around contraceptives and yeah. fucking pregnancy. Like mm-hmm. he he's like, give me your womb. And she's like, okay, you can have it. And then she's just, the rest of the book, they're like, but I don't have a condom. And she's like, it's fine. I'm barren. I'm barren. Let's go. Are you? (laughs) You are. Supernaturally. I love it. It's great. Yeah. So here's the other thing. When he licked her palm and he tasted her blood, somehow, because, because perfect demon magic, okay, he found out that this slutty bear is also into degradation. She's into pain. She's into, like, bondage stuff. She is into it. She tastes like BDSM. She's a and fucking you know dirty what? girl. She and is. Uh, we're into it. We, and y'all, okay, get ready. It's on TM. <laughs> he just starts taking off her his clothes, and she's like, wait, oh, no, that's a huge dick. Like, shouldn't I be? And he then he sidles up to her, and he whispers in her ear, don't worry, Rosie. I'll make it good for you. There's nothing less attractive than like an unwilling woman. And he's like, I'm going to have you screaming my name. Get ready. I have one more quote before we roll into some serious shit. (laughs) Because we just don't have time for all of the quotes that I made. But he rolls in. And at one point she says, oh, God. And my so my favorite thing, one of my favorite things in books is when they're like, God isn't here. Yeah, I'm here. Well, his response to her saying, oh, my God, is don't cry for him, my dirty little bitch. Cry yes. out for me. I'm the only one who can save you right now. Oh, my God. 
And I had to like, I was sitting peacefully like my grandma self in my armchair knitting. And I had to like, look, I like looked off into the middle distance for a second and stopped knitting. And I was like, this is too profane for me to be making a baby blanket while I'm breathing it. And let me tell you, that's when I picked up crocheting for the first time in multiple years because I needed a new project. I I can't. I was clutching my pearls through this thing in all of the best ways. I was the happiest. So he, boy, he does a finger on her and he like bites her and then he tells her to present. Okay. And this is not the last time that somebody will tell her to present. Okay. Uh -uh. I love it. I love that. It it was very Omegaverse reminiscent and I Mm -hmm. love an Omegaverse. Mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. What happens at the end of the scene? I don't know. He, oh, no, that's the next one. It doesn't matter. He comes like a freight train and he basically decides, I'm a big bad demon, but this is my human. She's mine forever. She doesn't know that right now, but that's just how it is. Well, and it's like, he's never done this before. This be, this is a whole thing throughout the book. And then also like the very beginning of the next book, he's like, Nobody's why do I feel so before. deeply about this human? <laughs> why do I feel so intensely about this human? And it's like, because you're fucking mated, bruh. You're in love. This is your mate. You it's your love fated her. Mate. Dick knows. Oh, God. I... God it's even funnier in the third or fourth we book. are it's even we funnier are 50 pages in and we have met our i am assuming he's melody i swear to god i do want this spoiler <laughs> he's one of the why choose right listener did you hear her threaten me i want the spoiler the podcast he is he's i'm requesting it now this is different i've consented to spoilers okay this specific spoiler he's one of the why choose right Oh yeah, yeah. Oh god. It okay. Is, listen, it I is it's so hilarious. mad. The way that he becomes part of this why choose is like it's first of all, this whole thing is bonkers, right? But the way that he becomes part of it is bonkers. It is scandalous. It requires a special trigger warning and it's hilarious. All at the same time for me, Melody. Okay. <laughs> a, a special It had a special trigger warning regarding chapter 28 at the beginning of the audiobook that he becomes a mate in. It's incredible. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) It's incredible! (laughs) Okay. I can't wait. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. So, basically, like, she passes out afterwards, and then we wake up with Asher. We do wake up with Asher. I'm taking this over because I have a quote. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. So we talked about how Asher has an alcohol problem, my friends. Yeah. Um, So he wakes up on a boat with a puffin on his chest. A puffin who he's going to name Todrick. He is questioning where his night went. How did I get here? His whole life, all of his choices. Uh And then the puffin shits on him. (laughs) And he... In his head goes, I would have been the worst pirate, <laughs> Captain Pukebeard, or shit hoodie, as the case may be. And I have never loved a hero more. Ah. He's a hot mess. Okay. To be clear, Asher is He's a, a hot, hot mess. mess. Yeah. Okay. He wakes up and he goes to the Tipsy Moose. By which the is way, the best bar. 
So then he goes to the Tipsy Moose, which is owned and operated by the aforementioned Remington Mercer and Bentley Mercer, who are God, I love those the men. most beautiful, identical twin wolf shifters. Okay. And oh, now I get to say one of my favorite things about the book, which I meant to say before we had to go and explain the demon fucking. Huh. One of my favorite things about this book is that Ben Bentley, he has a stammer. He's had it his mm-hmm. whole life. And I love it because it's just a fact in the whole book. It's just a fact. It never gets by the fixed. End, by it's the end not... of the series. No, it doesn't need to be fixed, it's right? Not. Like he's still a fully sexy daddy. Okay, Ben turns into a daddy. I would... <laughs> do you... Like this is about to be born as fuck. But do you know, do you have any idea how wet I'd be with that stammer in my ear? <laughs> like, stammer to me, daddy. Like, I mean, <laughs> right? But that's one of my favorite things because, like, like it's not it fixed. Becomes... It's not something that needs to no. be fixed. It's just a part right. of who he is. And that's okay. Yeah. And I like it because it's still woven into his character and the way mm-hmm. that other characters respond to him and react to him and interact with him. But it's just a thing about this man. So it's great. I really, really love it. Anyway, when he gets there, Remy is there. And Remy and Asher have a bit of a history. They love to periodically hate hate each other. Ah, the hate sex between these two. Thank God we got to see some, you know? It's one of those things where, like, me personally, I cannot do a hate fuck. Because if I am at the point where I have those kinds of feelings towards you... They're not if you sexy feeling. Touch me, I am cutting your genitals off. Watching it. Oh boy. <laughs> witnessing it. Love to watch it. <laughs> Love to yeah. see it. Yeah. Love to see it. So he rolls up. So Asher rolls up into the tip. <laughs> it's called the Tipsy Moose, but they call mm-hmm. it the tip. Their shirts say just the tip. I love it. (laughs) And he is basically like, hey, I have a person who cannot stay at my house. She's in Mm -hmm. hiding. Can she have a job here? I know you've been looking for a bartender. And Remy's like, well, does she have any experience? Like, like, he asks, like, you know, normal questions. And Asher's like, no, but she needs a place. No, Asher's like, yes. And then internally he says shrug emoji. (laughs) He doesn't give a shit. Oh, yeah. Ben is the one who's like. (laughs) You did what? Okay, to be clear, okay, if you take Ben and you take Remy and you put them, one is the angel on your shoulder. Yes. One is the devil on your shoulder. Yes. But they're not actually angels and devils. There's just one with common sense and one with half a marble desperately trying to roll around. Charm. He he is smart. I will give you one guess (laughs) as to who is the one with half a marble rolling around. Mm It is and, Remington. Yeah, so Remington, sight unseen, is like, yes, we'll take her because we desperately need need a bartender. And also, like, in a town of 180, who the fuck is going to come be a bartender? Like, yeah. a stranger, and also, that's like, who. you know, no, not for nothing. He would do anything for Asher. Neither of them quite know it, though. Well, okay, so. I think Remy has an idea. This comes but... up later in this book, but mm. Remy is into Asher, yeah. Asher is strictly there for the dicking down. Well, he realizes that there's more there later, but as mm-hmm. far as he's aware, nothing. He's aware of nothing. And part of it is because of his lifestyle. Oh my god, he's like constantly on the run lifestyle. or whatever. Like, I, I, so you and I are both on record. Yeah, for loving a sad, broken man. Oh, sad, sad boy. <laughs> yeah, there's not a single 
person mm-hmm. in this book <laughs> that is not a sad, sad fucking boy. <laughs> no, I it's love like it. oh. it's like the authors walked onto HB. It's true productions, <laughs> and they were like, "What does every mm-hmm. single hero need to have in common?" Mm-hmm for you to eat this shit up oh man I just mean, catnip just like a pool of catnip and they got it they oh, got they it nailed in it. one oh, they nailed boy. it okay so remy is like yes bring her down so asher does he goes home uh-huh gets her well he gives her a sexy makeover, a makeover. and then she gives him a thank you kiss they kiss and like both of them have definitely identified the other one as a sexy person but Asher is very like, she needs to get away from me because I can't have any ties. Like, I'll be the albatross around her neck. Like, oh, everybody's after me. Like, also, I have gotten no proof of this at all in all of the four books that anybody but he has actually has anybody. Period. The end. <laughs> okay. So I do love the idea that he is actually needlessly paranoid the entire <laughs> Listen, I don't know what happened in the war series. It, there's not apparently anybody actually <laughs> I didn't encounter anyone. No, I love the I love the idea that he's just like I am such a good hacker. I am great hacker. Must and everybody wants a piece danger. of this. Everybody, everybody <laughs> must be after me. I must have eighteen different identities that I cycle through in this town of. I make up ten percent of this town. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Because so sometimes he's an ice road trucker. Sometimes he rolls in as a fisherman. Sometimes, sometimes he's a he moody the writer. moody writer. <laughs> <laughs> I said oh moody writer, but yeah. <laughs> I said moody. We even rhymed though with our description. <laughs> Whew. Okay. He takes her to the tipsy moose and mm-hmm. he, he walks in. Ben is now there. He doesn't walk in. She does. He just drops her off. Oh, yeah. Drives away. (laughs) He's literally like, he literally thinks to himself, would it be too much if I just shoved her out of the vehicle (laughs) and drove off? So she walks in and Ben is there now. Ben has no idea they have hired a new bartender. No. She walks in with a rucksack over her shoulder and Ben is like, who are you? And she's like, I'm your new bartender. He's like, can you even pull a beer? And she's like, no, question mark. (laughs) But I'm a quick learner. So he takes her up because she's now staying in the apartment upstairs. Yeah. And listen, he sees her. He and Remy, they are both like, she's perfect. She's tiny. Remy does not know yet because this is important. We'll get there. Keep no, I know, because then he he pulls twin shenanigans. I'm just saying that, like, they're both going to have the same reaction to her physical body. Oh, yeah, body. obviously. Yeah, and that is that she's, like, tiny Obs. and hot and amazing. And here's the thing, listener. I need all of you to know and, like, gird your loins for the fact that there's a lot of hashtag cousin stuff up in here, up in the, these books, because Ben and Remy love to share at the same clear, time, <laughs> there's no twin cest, but there's it's not at least that I've read. But there's not not twin cest, but there's not not like there's no swords crossing <laughs> twin cest, but yeah. there is fucking the same human being. Yeah, like there's uh, so I don't remember what book it is, but there is a point where Remy's like, yeah, like she's sitting on Remy's face <gasps> and sucking did Ben's they, cock at the same time. Do they like 
Do they ever spit roast her? This is a consensual spoiler. Don't. To be clear, what you just gave was not. I did not ask for that spoiler. (laughs) But I am asking for this one. You know what? Do the twins spit roast her? Yes. Not that I recall specifically, but there is other. Look, it's there's like spit roasting plus. Oh, you know, I know. All over I've the already, place. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, oh, I know. So, anyway, so Ben's like, give me your number. And he puts her in his phone as off limits because he decides that, like, you cannot have any more sex with mm-hmm. your employees, Bentley. Because the last time he had sex was Darla. Remy and he sharing Darla for a night. Darla, to be clear, is one of their servers. Yes. But then they start like sort of flirting via text. And this was very important to me. It is so hot. Ben is like, he is surly and he is terse and he is daddy. Like all over these texts. (laughs) So gruff. I, okay. I literally, you and I are going, there's no way not to go a little bit out of order in this book. So like they fully have this like flirtationship over text and at one point she almost burns down the bar because she's never cooked she grew up in a royal vampire household Mm -hmm. so god knows if she's even seen a kitchen right and so she tries to make toast and ben has been like horny for her for like a week and a half now and he is chopping wood outside like a sexy lumber snack Yes, shirtless. And his phone goes off because an alarm goes off and it's the fire alarm at the bar. And he, in his sexy lumber snack, half shirtlessness, runs to the bar and upstairs and kicks in the door, notably to me, Melody, kicks in the door. She turns out burned toast. Because she put stuff in the toaster and then dropped it down once. And then, okay, I do have an actual legitimate question for you. Okay, what? No. You can't push down on toasters twice? No, you can. Okay. But, like, if, but you have to, like, turn it to, you know, you got to mess with the darkness button, though. Yes. Like, you can't, you can't turn it to high darkness. I did, I did have a moment reading this book, though, where I was like, I definitely double toast my stuff. Like, because I have no idea how many minutes it takes to make it work Mm -hmm. one time. And so I have it set perfectly to where I double toast it and it's the perfect piece of bread. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And so I did read this book going, have I always been flirting with burning down my house? (laughs) Have I been taking my own life in my hands the whole time? Oh, my God. And then she runs into that room, though. In, in a in a towel in a robe a towel yeah, yeah. and then isn't this <laughs> the first time no they almost kiss they oh that yeah that's right it's an almost, almost kiss. kiss first he's extra nervous around her and so he wants to like he's trying to tell her that he's gonna give him, her cooking lessons but he can't quite get his words out and she so she's like if you him. want we can text instead like while she we're standing here to him first yeah, it's really sweet so then they have this whole text flirty situation where she oh. asks, like, if it's going to be shirtless cooking lessons and, like, maybe nudity would be really motivating. And then he comes over because he doesn't. She seems really surprised. She's like, oh, I can't believe I said that out loud. 
And he's like, I don't want her to feel ashamed of anything that she says around me ever. So I do have to saunter up to her and touch her on the face and like really get up in there and tell her that. I love a face touch if it's not Dane from Fourth Wing. That's the one. Exactly. Yeah. It's hot. And then they almost kiss, but then Remy calls him and it gets all blown Yeah. Up. So we're going to go back in time a little bit because we meet Remy for the first time. Or she meets Remy for the first time, but she doesn't know she's meeting Remy because she doesn't know that Ben has a fucking twin. It's amazing. And so Remy goes up Wait, to get also, her. Ben tells Remy that they're not she's allowed off to fuck her. She's off limits. And Remy's like, I did not consent to that. Like, I am not okay with not fucking Cause her. Because that's hot. what I was going to say earlier. He walks in and he's like, oh, did you bake cookies? And Ben's like, no. It's just how she smells. She smells so fucking good. And Remy's like, who does? And he says, the lady you hired. Mm-hmm. And Remy's like, oh, huh. Let me go get her. Yes, listener, she smells like citrus and cookies, okay? Oh, and I love okay, both of those things. I have to read what he says as soon as she opens the door. He I'm says, pretty sure I also have this highlighted. Probably. It says, my stupid heart skipped a beat. Pretty? No, this woman was fucking stunning. She had this cute nose I wanted to boop just so I could make her smile, and a sexy little beauty mark I wanted to lick. And motherfucking shitballs, this was going to be an epic failure if I had to keep my word. And then later on, he's telling her that um, Ben's not so bad. He's like, I'll bark, I'll bark and like just a little Don't bite. Don't worry. He's mostly bark, just a little bite. And she says, and you? And he says, oh, baby girl, I'm all bite. Oh, my oh! God. <laughs> and so... I need you to know that each one of these men in her white shoes do have their own special nickname for her, and Remy's is Baby Girl. I am a <laughs> slut for a nickname. I know. And the Same. fact that everybody has one for her. Uh-huh. It's so good. Like, Pan calling her my angel. No. He calls her Le Petit Monstre. So that that's too. like my little monster. He flip flops though, because he calls he her my angel yeah. and but my monster little monster. Sticks. Yeah. Oh, I guess I haven't gotten far enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, listener, I don't know if we said this earlier. The demon's name is Pan. His name is Pan. <laughs> um, yeah. We find out later what his full name is, but he goes by Pan. So anyway, also Pan gave her a mark on her wrist, and so <gasps> a horny mark. Like, a horny mark. Anytime she brushes up on it, it makes her horny. Oh my god, okay, this is important. So we're going back in time again. When we meet Pan and they make these agreement, right? Yes. Pan says, I'm going to leave you with something that is going to make you remember me. And when I call you, you're going to know that I'm calling you mm-hmm. because he's going to come back. He's going to come back for some of that pussy. It's, and he's, she's his. By the way, I said pussy so weird because I almost said poon poon. And then I was like, <laughs> no, 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 I'm not doing that. Pull it back. <laughs> <laughs> Go back. That was so not off the chain of me. So <laughs> turns out what he left is this mark. And so when he wants her, also, he's been speaking in her brain. He mm-hmm. talks into her brain parts. He yeah. can like whisper little bits in there and mm-hmm. he'll be... Pan's just a real possessive little shit, ultimately, is what those boils down to. Because, like, yeah. she'll, like, be, like, as she's getting closer to all of her men's, he's, like, you're thinking about them. 
Pan's possessiveness them. is one of the main conflicts in book one because she's worried yeah. that he will literally kill anybody that she has sex with. Because he will. Because he did tell her, yeah, that he would do that, you know? Let's also be clear. Pan would not, not murder a bitch for Absolutely. sticking it in. No, totally. Anyway, so then she has a whole sex dream about Gavin, the one that Sabrina is going to read about in Promised to the Night, the prequel, her vampire husband, who is a dom, a sadist. A sexy sadist. Yeah. <laughs> she had never felt sexual interest in somebody before yes. Gavin. Yeah. And now she's having dreams. Like, this dream, I was like, he whips her. Oh, yeah. And he won't give her his cock, even though she's yeah. begging for it. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like, touching her and fingering her and hurting her. Yeah. And I was like... It's it's I mean, a lot. It's great. It's hot. Gavin's nickname for her is Petal. So that's oh. that was important to me. <laughs> and then... Oh. No, so here's the thing. She has this whole dream about Gavin, and then she wakes up to Ben calling her about a cooking lesson, and then she does finger herself into oblivion, thinking about Can basically I tell all you of them. My one of my Ash. most favorite things. What? That what you're about to say, mm. Asher. Yeah. Uh-huh. <gasps> this voyeuristic son of a bitch. He's got cameras he, everywhere. I don't know why. Cameras everywhere. Why because Asher wants to keep her safe? Is that That's why the purpose? That's the original purpose. Okay, Is that one of the reasons have it. that he was gone for three days? Like, when did he do this? I... <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Don't ask questions. I think maybe he did it for Remy or something. Shut up. <laughs> he. This is an innocent thing turned dirty, okay? <laughs> it's an innocent helpful thing he put no, the key- i don't sure know what is. you're asking questions i did not ask okay <laughs> these were not questions that even crossed my mind <laughs> because he is alone in his cabin and he hears some noises and he's like oh no is she okay is there danger and he looks on the camera but no, she's just having a wet dream. And then she does wake up and start fingering herself. Yeah. And he's like, I should leave. Yeah. And then I cannot. he doesn't. And then he does masturbate to fruition. Yes. Watching her. And she has no idea until like 85% into the book. And she loves it. P.S. Just FYI. <gasps> Loved it. Okay. So then, listen, people in town are getting murdered, and it might be a a shifter, or it might be a vampire. It's like, it's, I don't know. It's barely a thing, but we have to say it out loud. So then, as she's, like, at the bar, so, first of all, Pan calls her upstairs by her mark. (gasps) And she's basically, like, she's almost convulsing on the stairs, because she's having just, like, spontaneous She's almost convulsing behind the bar. True. And Ben can smell it. Everybody can smell it. Everybody can smell it. The whole town it. is shifters. Okay. <laughs> Look. <laughs> I love ascending their calm. I do. <laughs> and then Pan goes up and he's like, oh, you like how I called you? And he's like, you're thinking about them and I don't love it. You're mine. And you're going to you're gonna admit that you're mine. And she's like, you can't do that. You can't control who I'm attracted to or who I fuck. And he's like, I'm going to edge the shit out of you. Until you succumb, he pulls 
no, that was a forced orgasm situation. But it's similar to the Maxime. It's a Maxime situation. Yeah. Anyway, so he edges her until she's finally like, I need it. I need it. Yes, okay. I'm yours. I'm yours. I'm yours. And then instead of actually like giving her his cock, he just, (laughs) he jerks off onto her lower belly and her pussy. And then as, oh my God, I loved this so much. This was one of the moments where I was like, Rosie, you fucking icon. Because he told her that he's the only one. He's in charge of her pleasure. He's the only one who can make her feel good. So she runs her fingers through his cum and then starts diddling her, her clit. And she's like, what? It's technically you. Technically, you're the one who's Love making her. me feel good. Gotta, find those, your gotta find those demonic loopholes, man. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, Ben comes over for their... Uh, she has been practicing cooking. They have their yeah. cooking lesson, right? Yeah. She invites him over for dinner. And then, Rosie, you sweet... She can My never God. cook. It's she never going to happen. She has made them pasta and salad, right? Simple enough. He taught her how to make pasta. She mm-hmm. has a wall full of cooked noodles yes. because she keeps testing the doneness. Oh my God. And he walks in and in her startlement throws a piece of pasta at him. <laughs> he gets a piece of pasta stuck to his fancy nice button down. Mm-hmm. And she's got like the table set up with a candle and like mismatching really plates sweet. and bowls and like it's the cutest thing ever and then they have their first date and to be clear the food is terrible because her pasta this i can honestly say this has never even crossed my mind as an option for pasta and maybe it's (laughs) because i learned how to make pasta before i have memories but she kept thinking this isn't enough pasta so (laughs) after she had started cooking the pasta she kept adding more pasta after the fact so when they bite into the pasta it's all different textures and like ben is trying to be a good sport and you but you Mm -hmm. can hear him crunching oh my god it's so a lot and then and then poor baby she gets her measuring spoons mixed up which like when have none of us like we've all done that before she makes a vinaigrette and instead of using two (laughs) teaspoons of pepper she makes two she puts in two tablespoons and so they're like she's like i can't pot i can't possibly have fucked up salad and ben literally takes a bite and like drinks a whole glass of wine because he's just he can't yeah oh it's really cute and then that's when he kisses her for the first time yes he gives her that smooch and it's hot Mm -hmm. and it's her first real kiss yeah she kissed asher but he didn't kiss her back just to be clear this is a book with oral before kissing hell yeah hell yeah awesome yes so then the two werewolf boys have to go fight. They have to go, like, do a secret thing, right? And so Remy calls Asher to be like, I need you to come down and, like, make sure she doesn't get hurt. And so Asher comes in as the broody, moody writer. He's got tattoos. He's, He's got a black hoodie. He's got I, glasses oh, on. Yeah. I, it's a whole thing. It's boy. a whole thing. And she recognizes him as Asher immediately. And so she starts flirting with him as his alter ego. And then... Some bear shifters 
get out of hand and one of them like hits on her and she's like, no, I've got to work. And then it's really, really bad. And he hits her and Asher is trying to like get in there, but he's just a human. So like there's not a ton he can do against a grizzly bear shifter. Yeah. And luckily, right when she hits the floor, the boys come home. Immediately. Yeah. Remy and Ben walk in and Remy goes full feral. But like like, berserk. He is pissed. And so Ben just runs and scoops her up and takes her upstairs because he is a caretaker. Yeah. Love (laughs) Ben in this moment because I'm about to wax poetic about Remy and Asher. Please. Fucking Remy is pissed that Asher let her get hurt. And they're arguing and they're going back and forth. And based on what we said earlier, you might guess what is coming. Oh my god. Boy howdy, I was hoping. All my dreams are coming true. We are in their office and they're going back and forth. And they're so mad. It's on TM. Yeah. They hate fuck on that desk so hard. And like, it is so teasing and horny. And oh my God, Remy calls Asher out because Asher says, are you serious? This is how you deal with your problems. And you know Uh what Remy says? That's rich coming from the guy who drowns (laughs) himself in moonshine. (laughs) It's like, Damn, Remy. And then they do go to Pound Town. Like, they, Asher bends Remy over the desk and is just going to town. And then going upstairs, Ben is taking care of Rosie. Rosie. Nadia. I guess her name's Nadia right now. Her name is Rosie. I can't. Yeah. I'm still stuck on Nadia because, like, she just, we just found out. Okay. By we, I mean everybody that isn't Asher just found out right. that her name is Rosie. Roslyn instead of Nadia. So she's like, I'm going to go check on them because they seemed really aggressive and I don't want them and fighting. And Ben's ben like, knows I, what's coming, I really though. don't think you should do that. <laughs> and she's like, I'm, I'm sorry. Gonna I anyway. said what's coming. I meant who. Who's coming. Who's yeah. coming. Uh-huh. So she does go just, like, happy-go-lucky tromping down the stairs, and then she gets to the office, and the door is open, and Asher doesn't see her, but Remy Remy does does when she makes a noise. Would you like to know why she made that noise, listener? Was it because she got horny watching them and did, Mm -hmm. in fact, undo her pants and start (laughs) touching herself? And I was, like, when she did this, I was like, this is where we divide as humans <laughs> i would not i would want to mm. but i would in fact like quietly tiptoe backwards <laughs> out of the room and be like i'll just leave leave you to it and pan is in her head saying yeah watch him touch yourself oh my god pan is such a fucking horny enabler and i love him for it so then remy makes eye contact with her and he says oh i just want to come don't you Asher thinks he's talking to him. She knows he's talking to her. And listen, it's hot. Then, then she's all wet from this. And so she leaves. Goes back upstairs. Goes back upstairs. (laughs) And then it's on again, TM. Because because Ben Ben smells her out. Wait, wait, wait. She's his final dinner. We have to tell listener how it happens, though, because... She goes up there, he smells her arousal, and then he picks up her hand and sucks the fingers that had been <gasps> yeah. on her clit. And then he's like, let me take well, care and of you, even baby. Before he sucks them, it was so hot. Like, cause he he like fully like 
brings oh it in and then can't. puts it in his mouth. And I was like, dirty boy. Mm-hmm. Sad, dirty boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, Nadia, what are you doing to me? Oh, my God. What are you doing Oh, to my me? God. And then his eyes flash blue because his yes. wolf is in the house his yes. wolf is like i Raring am to go. here i am into it let's go and for the first time in his life his wolf is telling him like i want to breed her i want to not her i want to do all the shit with her he's never thought that his wolf has never been interested in the woman he has sex with okay <laughs> so then i think the next important thing that happens is that she goes on the shopping spree with to darla I did fully think that while Ben was going down on her, because he does go down on her to within an inch of her life, I did fully expect either Remy and or Asher to walk in or Pan to just, like, appear and, like, cause a problem. Right? No. Everybody lets her finish. It's great. Yeah. It's great. So then she goes on a shopping spree with Darla because she doesn't have anything. And Remy's like, put it on our tab everywhere. We do find out before the shopping spree why the town hates vampires. Mm. The town hates vampires because like 20 years ago or something like that, there was a vampire in town. Everybody was at church and the entire congregation gets slaughtered Mm. by a vampire they hang the vampire, and now no vampires are allowed because... They don't hang the vampire. Don't they? Vampires got away. Oh. The only two survivors were Remy and, and Ben. And Ben saw everything. Oh, shit. I suspected- Do we not know that yet? No! Oh, we, shit. Okay, there's so many hints, but it has not been outright said. Like, they're, okay. like the, we've talked Sorry, about everyone. like Ben and Remy being under the floor... With like mm-hmm. blood dripping down on Ben's head, and their whole pack is dead. Stammer, everyone. Yeah, okay. They're I, they're a pack of two, and they're both I alpha suspected. wolves. Mm-hmm. I suspected because oh. you're a Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I am a Sherlock Holmes. It's not even 2024 yet. Sherlock Holmes is in 2024. Sherlock okay. Holmes in 2024. <laughs> so when they go on this shopping spree, Darla is basically like giving her all the tea, and part of it is. That Ben and Remy like to share because she's like, I'm so attracted to Remy, but I don't like, what am I going to do? I'm so into Ben too. And Darla's like, don't worry, girl. They're into that. So then when she gets back to the bar, Remy's like, do I get a fashion show? And so she's like, okay. She goes back into the office. She puts on her skimpiest miniskirt, doesn't put her panties back on. She's just like, no, I'm going to leave this right and on your by desk. By the way, her panties are already wet. Soaked. She takes off her bra and puts on a midriff shirt. Yeah. She goes back out into the bar and yeah. Remy has a chair pulled out and he's like, there's no runway but come twirl mm-hmm. on this for me. So she does go step up on that chair. And mm-hmm. then it's almost on. It's almost on. PM. Yeah. Because they're like flirting back and forth. He like starts touch because he can smell that she's horny. Yeah. He's touching up her thigh. And like he feels that there's no panties there. Yeah. And he says that, uh, fuck baby girl, you're bare. Are you trying to kill Are me? Are you trying to kill me? 
Oh, and then he starts dirty talking her about, like, you liked watching me and Asher. Did yeah. you wish that you were a part of it? Are you uh-huh. inside of it? And then he takes his hands and licks his fingers again. And he says, so that's why Ben changed your name to Sugar in his phone. <gasps> Guess it wasn't cookies he was eating the other oh night. Oh, my God. Remington. And then they have some more horny times and they get so close to like going for it. And then she go, then she's like, Pan's going to kill him. I got to go. And so she runs away. She literally runs away. Literally. She sprints upstairs. And Remy, of course, because Remy is a poor, sad, broken boy who covers off all of his feelings with charm. Remy is like, I did something. Oh, no. I scared her off. I did a bad. I didn't mean to do a bad. And then instead of chasing after her, because he's a yeah. sweet boy and who's giving her space, he does instead go into the office and jerk <laughs> off into her wet underwear. Like a gentleman, okay? He walks into the office and he's like, I'll just go do some financial paperwork to like get my mind off of her. And then he walks in and her wet panties are on the fucking desk. And he's like, and he's like did you well, leave these for me, baby girl? Obviously, she left them for me. <laughs> This is my favorite part. He comes all over the desk and Ben walks in and Ben is like, what the fuck? All Ben says is, you better clean that up. (laughs) (laughs) These twins are a little close. It's hashtag cousin stuff over here. I I love it. I love it, but I'm also kind of uncomfy about it. Like, I don't know. (laughs) This is also when Ben and Remy have the conversation and they go, oh, fuck. She's She's our our mate. Yep. And then they proceed to give her the cold shoulder for a week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, it's serious business. And they're like, we can't spring it on her. So, like, a week later, it's called Howl Moon or something like that, but it's the full moon. And because it's a fucking town full of shifters, of course, they're going to have something going on on full moon night, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well. (laughs) Everybody gets roofied by a pixie? (laughs) (laughs) And it's mostly just, like, a really mild, like, maybe, like, a molly, you know? Yeah. It's, like, it just, like, puts your inhibitions down. Just the mildest molly, yeah. Fine. And anyway, so she starts dirty dancing with those two shifter boy wolves. With Rem. With Remy first. Because Ben is not high. That's right. (gasps) That's right. And Remy really wants to claim their mate that night. Yeah. And Ben's like, no, you guys are fucking high. God damn it. Why didn't you tell me you were high? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And then... Ooh, and then so she's like okay well i'm gonna go like take care of my shit because she's gonna go freshen up because she's like i'm hot we're mating let's fucking because it's horny toad season <laughs> it is horny toad season ribbit ribbit bitch and so she goes rolling off she goes upstairs to go to the bathroom and then oh my god ben gets a text message from asher saying you need to go after uh Rosie. Yeah. I kind of not Nadia. remember. I think it's because she has like 8,000 names right now. They call her Nadia until a while. So, yeah. Know. So, but fucking Ben gets a text message because Asher's creeping. Of course, Asher's creeping. Where does yeah. this man not have video cameras? Yeah. And so one of those bear shifters is fo- like the the bear shifter is following her up the stairs he's the one who to like hit her. Yeah. He's doing bad stuff. He's He's thinking bad things. And so Ben goes up and, like, wolfs out on him, 
kicks his ass all the way down the stairs. And he's like, Alexa, you better get the fuck out. Um, And then he gets so worked up that he has to pick her up and throw her down on the couch and go down on her again. He just has to. Mm -hmm. Ben does. Oh, it's great. And then after that, they're like, you need to stay with us. Okay, you have Uh to for safety. Okay? Obviously. Safety times now. God, I love staying with, like, I love forced proximity via safety Because safety. (laughs) OSHA (laughs) is so into it. It's true. Like, (laughs) (laughs) by the way, one of my most favorite sexual things that happens Mm. in books is when they do not fuck because there cannot be penetration but they do Mm -hmm. in fact fuck the space between your thighs yeah that happens Mm -hmm. ben does that it's real hot he comes all over her ass and then and then and then (laughs) he scoops it up and pushes the cum inside of her ben can you stop being such a sexy fucking bitch like god damn it you gruff motherfucker So then we move on. So he, there's, st- she's staying with them now, and we are back at the bar. Everyone's working, and she goes to take her break. Yep. So she is out in the alley, and this is important because mm-hmm. this is where Asher starts breaking, because ah. she's out in the alley, and she and uh, Asher start texting, and this yep. is when she finds out that he can see her. And she had, she's like, had some suspicions the whole time. Not yet. This is the first time. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Because it's not, it doesn't come out. Like, he does not admit to it until, like, way later in the book. No, but, but I think, in my memory, way earlier in the book, she was thinking, like, Asher's such a fucking creeper. He probably has cameras everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is it. This is a, this is the moment. Because he's When she confronts him about, about it. Yeah, in, in a sexy way. Not, like, a confrontational. She's not mad about oh, it. Oh, yeah, it's not bad. No, this is. No, she, she's fingering she, herself in front of the she's camera. Into it. To... In the alley. And he's, like, dirty girl at <laughs> work. And she's like, the only way he could know that was if he was watching me right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, girl, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. He's always watching. And mm-hmm. then he is excited because he he basically says to her, like, I cannot wait for you to walk back into that bar smelling like sex. And mm-hmm. they're going to be so flustered and fucked up about it. Like, you little, you petty little bitch. I yeah. love it. It's hot. So then we go through this time period where, like, she knows that the wolf twins think that she's their mate. But she also, like, can't really wrap her brain around that. And I think that there's part of her that doesn't want to consummate anything that permanent while still being known as Nadia. Like, she she hates the fact that she's lying to them about everything. Well, she's also worried about them getting hurt for a lot of different reasons. One, Pan. Two, her ex-husband. Three, her husband. The family situation. Still current husband. I just want he would he would want that noted for the record. Yeah, (laughs) Gavin. By the way, we still haven't heard from Gavin. So, Mm. like at this point in the book, it's like maybe it's been all wet dreams and shit. Yeah, like maybe Gavin is like the actual bad guy in this book. Spoiler alert, Gavin I mean, is not he's, the actual he's bad He's bad, guy. though. You know what I, I mean? Know. <laughs> he's Just so based on bad. What I, I haven't even gotten to, like, no! I have barely seen him. And, oh, my God, Melody, I have to tell you. <laughs> yeah. I have to tell you. So I did end up falling down the Baldur's Gate rabbit hole oh, with shit. Kim and Alexis. 
But before that, that actually has nothing to do with it. I just needed you to know that I went down the Okay, yeah, I, that is really important um, to me, yeah. But <laughs> what's, we were, we, we all just decided to chat, right? Yeah. You were there, you were flying. Yeah. So we're all chatting, right? And um, <laughs> we get talking, and I had paused reading yes. to go to chat. And I was only like 40% into the first book at this point. And I was like, y'all, I hope you know how much I love you and how much I miss you because Mm. I did, in fact, leave a book that I was loving for this talk. This isn't even a required talk. This is just a talk because I want to talk. And then I did tell them about the book. And then I did get to the point where I said her um, sadist husband, who has to be a part of her harem, but like maybe he had, like, he's got to be, he's got to be, he he's not, be. I'm going to be mad and I will message the author directly. And yeah. like, I was like all fussing about it. And like, I'd been telling them about like pan. I like, I, I gave them basically the gist of the book up until this point. Right. And the thing. Yeah. And like, I, I was like, and he's a, he's a sadist who like whips her and she is horny for it. And like, they were both like, just a mm-hmm. it, mm, yep pop, interesting mm, nope uh, hold pretty. please and alexis was like and downloaded <laughs> yes so we might have some additions to yes uh, oh my our god obsession. if we could if we could also get them into war and then death next year like that would make my whole life wait same because patreon other... oh my god <laughs> A liter- I'll do anything can you patreon. imagine it oh my god I'm such for- a slut <laughs> we go to fucking <laughs> All four of us try to recap those books. Oh, oh my god, that'd be a mess. This is bad enough with just the two of us. <laughs> right? Ooh, and this is only one book because, like, if we're doing it for Patreon, it's gonna end up being like all four books at once. Yeah. And it's just gonna be the hottest mess. Hottest mess. Uh, I mean, but like slumber party vibes forever, <laughs> which slumber is great. Party <laughs> vibes, indeed. Wait, Ooh. Oh, mm, Sabrina, I don't think this is a spoiler. Uh-huh. But I just need you to know that Gavin is a sadist, okay? And he is a dominant, but he also loves directing. That's all. That doesn't shock me, blink, and blink. I am so happy. <laughs> blink, blink, blink. Yeah, I'm... Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I, I'm i not literally... going to talk about the physical reaction uh, no, that I just I... had thinking about that. I know exactly what physical reaction you had, because when you went down the Baldur's Gate rabbit hole, did you see when I blushed and like had to hide my face for a minute? It's because I got a full body flush thinking about one of the times he directed. <laughs> because Holy I mentioned Baldur's Gate? No, it was just something that happened oh. in my brain, because I wanted oh. to tell you a thing that Gavin also likes to do while oh, you were okay. talking. It's okay. fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Okay. So then what happens next? Like, oh, the boys have I to have go... important notes. We are in Pan's point of view now. Mm-hmm. This is when we find out a little bit, the very beginning of why Pan needs her. And yeah. all, literally all he says is, Rosie was my ticket to staying Earthside. Yep. We don't know what that means. I have some suspicions about mm-hmm. halfway through the second book, but I know okay. that you probably know for sure. And I now do. I'm going to guess it has something to do with her being, you know, one of the four horsewomen of the apocalypse of some kind. I certainly don't. And I her fancy either. sun, her fancy sun blood. We also, this is when we find out that Pan has a magic dick. Oh, yeah. He can get it bigger or smaller at will. It's great. <laughs> you know what this reminds me of? A very specific kink that I found in a book, which is A Lady of Rook's Grave Manor. Yes. Have you read that? Yes, of course. When um, Jekyll Hyde Boy 
yeah. goes from Hyde to Jekyll uh-huh. while he's while inside, inside of her. her. No, Jekyll to Hyde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he starts Dr. as Jekyll the doctor. And Mr. Hyde. Yeah. So, listener, just in case, like you haven't read the book, I first of all encourage you to. But second of all, the way that she experiences him shifting is first of all he's inside her from behind no and then she's watching his shadow in front of her against the wall as he as he turns from like a man into gigormous mr hyde she just sees his shadow oh sorry you're talking about rook's grave i was like i don't remember that in this book oh no no that's rook's grave so by the way this is all happening in her dream as far as she's aware like he pulls her from dreaming into his realm and then this is very very important yeah this is when he does in fact pierce her nipple Mm -hmm. with his fangs yeah to put one of his earrings Mm -hmm. in her nipple and then she comes like a freight train a billion times because like that's what pan does because like ultimately yes he's using her but also also his his cock vibrates I don't know if you knew that, listener. He can that do happens. whatever the fuck he wants with that penis. Also, his tail is prehensile, which will come back. It's already come. Several times. He diddles, he diddles her clit in the very, very first. Yeah, he does more stuff. All yeah. sorts of shit. Yeah. yeah it's horny town. And yeah. um, she turns out, listener, from the outside looking in, um, she's just having a horny wet dream. <laughs> and she's moaning. In her bed, mind you, um, I would just like to remind you that her bed is now in the Mercer house. Oh, yeah. With two shifters who have Those real good boys. hearing. So she wakes up because... With Remy in the room. Yeah. Right? Remy is just staring down at her like a He had to check on her. No, he had to check on her for safety, Sabrina, okay? <laughs> yeah, but he was there a lot longer than checking on her, right? He was. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was super cute. They do end up having like a cute little flirt. And yeah. it was super duper adorable. Um, I think Remy cooks it her is, breakfast. It's the best. He does. It is also a running thing that everybody has gotten to fuck or kiss or eat her out except, except for Remy. Remy. Remy, he gets he gets just denied all book. And it's only circumstantial denial. But poor Remy. By the end of the book, I was like, Remy's going to have a complex. You know? Like, it's so much. Gotta have... Yeah, fair. Yeah, Remy already has a complex. <laughs> sad, sad boy. I sad, feel charming like boy. He has a a host of complexes already. Yeah. It just gets worse. Yeah. So <laughs> it, this is when it is Ben, Remy, and Rosie. And they're talking about her boobs. And I just have to give you all of the terms that they come up with for her boobs. Oh, God. This is great. This is so funny. Why not call them your boobs? Or tits or breasts. Uh, what would you rather I call them? My nunga nungas? <laughs> or your dirty pillows, chesticles, bacon hangers, milk monsters, snuggle pups? <laughs> ben offered hot f- floppies. And I had to put my bu- had to put the book down because I was laughing so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Then they get horny town. Well, so then Ben, like, goes for a run, and he finally is like, I'm going to claim you now. It's my turn. And he does his present, present to to me, you know, you're, mm-hmm. my, you're my good girl. And then, what's up? Wait. 
before this happens, yeah, we get Gavin's point of view for the first time. Yeah, because Gavin's in town. Gavin is in the house, my friends. Uh, okay, the call is coming from inside the house. Yeah, and the pussy. Um, not quite yet. <clears throat> yeah, Gavin comes to town. He finds her, and then he's like, "Oh, little wifey," and she's she's shacking up with these shifters. And his plan is to quietly take out the wolves so that he can reclaim his mate. Because also the night they were they were married, he figured out that she was his fated mate, but ne- like didn't do got scared and didn't do anything about it. And so he's gonna skulk in the background for at least ten chapters. What's up, Sabrina? Oh yeah, definitely. I'm sorry. I have to tell you. <laughs> you know how I take voice notes when yeah. I read. Asher was autocorrected to Usher. No, <laughs> and I'm so sorry. It's this is literally the only one that I've seen. And I was reading, and it's like Usher's being a dick nozzle. And I was like, what the fuck is the context of that? And then I realized that it's Asher. Asher's yeah. being a dick nozzle. Okay, we got a motor. This is when Asher almost kisses her so asher almost kisses her while they are watching movies and like just kind of chillaxing and then this is of note Mm -hmm. ben and she have sex she wakes up the next day he's gone he's gone like he's just disappeared into the nether yeah but he's he runs and so like we're not super concerned about it right Remy is uh, like, Remy's like, hey, he, a lot of times he just has to like process and the best way he can process is to run. Well, we're not there yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. We're not at the processing because he processes because she makes it clear that as much as she wants to mate with Remy and Ben, she is also in love with Asher or falling in love with Asher. And Mm -hmm. so it's got to be more than just Ben. It can't just be, yeah, it can't just be the wolves. It's got to be all three of them. Ben basically freaks out. Like, he goes running. He can't handle it. And then he says something real fucked up to Remy when, because Remy (gasps) goes to find him. Yeah. And Ben is off in the distance. Like, and when I say the distance, I mean, like, miles and miles and miles away. And Remy goes up to him and he's like, why is it, why is it so wrong to share with with asher but not to share with me and ben basically says because you and i are the same person he says you're an extension of me you're literally you're an extension of me yeah what a kick in the gut ultimately they end up getting it figured out where obviously that's not what ben actually meant but like he feels essentially kind of like remy is an extension of him right like this is his twin he was in the womb together they grew up together remy knows everything she's not gonna choose like her choosing remy does not mean that she is not choosing ben right her choosing asher means that she could get bored of ben one day kind of thing sure obviously that's not how it works but you know but that's how he's feeling but he does process that and then they claim her together right she's not claimed she's not even claimed when i'm in the book in the second book right now oh my god sabrina the second book is called claimed by the shifters (laughs) yeah sorry (laughs) it's okay i had no idea what it was called i don't know what this book is called deal of the deal from a demon deal of a demon nope demon deals no (laughs) nope deal with a demon i just looked it up 
I got stuck on that. I, when it is a multi-book series, I don't know. No, I have name. no idea. There's a title. Yeah. And I don't know. Take that yeah, authors. So- I'd like you if you're worried that your title sounds stupid, make it an interesting enough book and I won't even know what the title <laughs> is. It's true. I'll just know your name. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not forgetting Megan and Kim Lorraine or Kay Lorraine. So they have this back and forth where they get it all figured out, yada yada yada. This is when Asher is driving home mm-hmm, from yes. the Mercer house. And Gavin has been watching them in the house and he has yeah. realized that the human is a part of it now too, right? And, and so, he's the weakest link. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna but get the who human are we first. take out first. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so Asher's driving home. There's a log in the, there's like a tree limb in the middle of the road. And like, clearly you have never fucking listened to a true crime podcast. Honestly. You do not get the fuck out of that car. What are you doing? What are you doing? And so he does get out of the car. And of course, Gavin pops up like a little. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, I'm about to fuck you up real good, Asher. And Asher is like, oh no, I'm a human. Yeah. And he's right. And well, then Gavin and, comes at him. And Gavin tells him, she's my wife. I've come to get my wife. So Asher knows exactly what the situation is. Gavin goes to pounce on Asher. And so Asher has this constellation tattoo on his forearm that keeps on, like, growing painfully because it is a curse that he got from a witch while he was bondaged by an ex-girlfriend who betrayed him. And so he holds up like he just like goes to shield himself from Gavin and this burst of light comes out of his arm and blows Gavin like a block away sky high it's he's bananas. gone like yeah, he, we don't yeah. know where he goes like as far yeah. as we're concerned he just disappears into thin air he might have been like dust at that point we don't know now they all have to huddle together for safety because oh no they don't tell her these three yeah. numb nuts are like, we're going to just crowd around you and make sure one of us is with you all the time, but not tell you that a vampire is after you. Because the boys don't know that, that she's a vampire. the vampire is the That husband. is one thing that has been killing me in this book, this entire thing, is people keep shit-talking vampires in front of her. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you don't know that she's your... She's a vampire. She's a vampire. Ben and Remy, particularly, they are vitriolic about vampires consensual spoiler does that cause a problem when they find out yeah big problems oh no oh no 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 when they find out no sorry no i don't know what to believe there's a listen it's fine you're gonna get there when you read it (laughs) okay yeah so pan is back they have some more horny times pretty sure that's when he dps her yeah with his um dick and his tail yeah Hot. That's basically the important part of that scene. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then this is, I just have to comment on this. I know we're motoring, but Gavin, this is one of my most favorite insults for a person. Okay. <laughs> and Gavin's like, Asher, what sort of name is that? Oh. Honestly, he'd be better off if his mom had swallowed. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, that's one of those things that I will... Never say that to a human being, but boy, have I thought it. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Damn. Anyway, this is when we also find out that from Gavin's point of view, there, I, so up until this point, I've been suspecting that Gavin was in, was the cause of the murders because he was drinking blood. We find out from Gavin's point of view that he has not been. 
Like, he has no idea what the fuck is going on. And then this is when they find out she's barren. Yes. Because she's giving Ben reasons, essentially, that she can't be his mate. Because she hasn't told either of them that she has made this deal with a demon. Nobody yeah, she's knows. She's told anyone. Can't fuck her. Nobody knows. And so she's giving him reasons, essentially. Like, I can't be your person. Like, I can't be your mate. And she's trying to convince him that he doesn't want her as a mate, mm-hmm. basically. And he's like... Kids were never in the plan, and as much as I would like them, if you can't have them, like, I don't want them. Yeah, like, I that's want not you. a problem. I want you. And this is when, thank God. Also, like, what is it with romance characters and, like, adoption just is not an option? Like, <laughs> fuck adoption. <laughs> and, like, it's not a shame. It's, like, every fucking right. They're like, we can't have kids. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, there's other ways to have kids. But anyway, this is also when she tells him. So she ends up telling Ben. About it. And he's just like... The deal uh, with the demon. Guess, yeah. yeah. And she, he's like, uh, guess what? I'll fucking tear that demon to pieces. Yeah. I'm an alpha. And I I'm was an like... I'm an alpha wolf. Ben. They're always talking about how they're alpha wolves. Oh, my God. When Remy and Asher were about to have sex on that desk, Remy was like, there's something really, really delicious about yeah. the submission that I of feel with Asher because human. I'm an alpha wolf. Oh, oh man. I love those, like, subversion of yeah. bio traits, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. oof. And so then, well, obviously, and also- they dig down again. Yeah, but just to let everybody know, they they don't know why she made the deal with the demon. Because they still don't know that she's descended from vampires. Well, and also, to be clear, Ben's the only one who knows. Yeah. She has not told everybody else yet. Right. And so this is the time that they fuck. Okay. And he says present. I was off in my, because like you and I both thought it was that last scene. It was not that last scene because this is the time where he's like present. They fuck it down. He knots her real good. Um, Hashtag she could take a fist. Yes. Uh, And he is gone when she wakes up. Yes. The night before he got in a fight with Alexi. Yes. Before they bone down. They get in another fight and they end up going to, oh, this is a kink for you and all of your people. Hmm. And by all of your people, I mean all of our people. Uh-huh. Uh, he walks back into the house covered in blood. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he is covered in Alexi's blood. And then he goes and dicks her down real good. Right. So they wake up the next morning. He's gone. And she's like. And they think he's processing. She, she and Remy think he's processing. Uh-huh. So they spend like the whole day just sort of waiting for him. Yeah, but he never shows up. So then when they go to the bar, the sheriff comes in, who is a lion shifter. It's important to me. He comes in and is like, your brother's arrested. We arrested him for the murder of Alexi because Alexi did get murdered. He's dead. Yeah. Do you have do you have any news about him? Like, do you know where he was? Or not news. Al- do you have an alibi for yeah. him? And she's and like, like, I do, but no, no, you were sleeping. Not really. Yeah. So then they do have a makeout and they do t- like worry together for him. Remy and Rosie. Remy and Rosie. And then yeah. Gavin walks in. Yes. End scene. Holy God. End chapter, I think. That's the end of the book. Yes. That's the end of the that's book. The end of the book. <gasps> okay. I'm sorry. There was one more scene. There's one more chapter actually after that because it's from 
Pan's point of view. And this is where we start to see that something is fucking weird. Okay. This is when we find out about the blood. This is when we find out about how he has a ring on and he can't take it off until it's filled. And his mother, who is, is she pestilence? Did you find that out in the chapter? Because otherwise I'm not allowed to tell you anything. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that this is when we find out she's pestilence and she needs that ring for something. He needs her blood to fill the ring, but he mm-hmm. cannot take the ring off until it's full. And so, voila. And yeah. Because it seems like Pan didn't just, like, you know, hit the demon lottery. He was, in fact, positioned to be there for her. Ooh. Oh, my God. Y'all, it's all happening. And, like, the way that these two have woven together i mean some of these characters are not what they seem at all so so much yeah it's incredible and the way that they weave together the emotional arcs and how everybody becomes a mate is just absolutely incredible so one of the things that i'm really loving about this book and this series in general so far is that I find in a why choose if it is less than like 600 pages mm. I am not satisfactorily totally. invested totally. in all of the relationships yeah in the way that I need to be right yep. like by the end of a book and so I'm actually super excited because like for example like I we now know Gavin is going to be mm-hmm. a big boy in this relationship mm-hmm. we've met him he's been on page. Like, twice. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. Three times total, one time with everybody else. Right. We're 500 pages in, bud. Yeah. We need another 1,500 pages. Absolutely, yeah. Gimme. And not a single one of them is wasted. And they are just as spicy delicious, maybe even more More? spicy delicious. My God, we hopped right into... I know. Wow. I know. Yeah. So anyway, wow. I fucking love this and I cannot wait yeah, to this is the fucking rest of them incredible. Patreon. Yeah. Well, so I am fully going to finish this series, right? And mm. then we'll record. I'm gonna wait until after we record because otherwise I'll get it all fucked up in my head. Same. I will be starting the other War. series now that I know it exists. Yeah, the first one is, I think it's um. just called The Mate Games, and then this one is The Mate Games Pestilence, and the next one coming out January 2024 is The Mate Games War. I thought you said 2025 earlier. It's 2024? No, no January 2024. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Perfect timing, I'm telling you. So, oh my God. All right. Samarina, do you have a lady love? I do. I mentioned earlier that I know exactly what the fuck it is, too. Yeah. Um, I <clears throat> am blaming you for this frankly, but loving blame. I have deeply fallen back into no multi-book same couple series. Really? Because of Fourth Wing. (gasps) I was seeking out that same thrill where, like, you and I did our Squeep episode recently, and that's yeah. actually what kicked this off, was I wanted a book where I was so attached to characters that if and when they died, oh. I would be brutalized. 
Y'all, in our squeep episode, we, I we oh, both yeah, that's literally mm-hmm. accidentally cry in the first like ten minutes talking about Leo. Because <laughs> you and I <laughs> picked the saddest fucking topic to start with, like a bunch of minis. So dumb. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So, what did you find? So, this is one that I have been waiting. I knew that I wanted to read it eventually because I love this author. I'm pretty sure I've squeed at you about this this yeah. series, this author before, Raven Kennedy. Mm-hmm. She has the Plated Prisoner series, which okay. I've read her, um, I can't think of it, what it's called off the top of my head, but the first book is Addie and it's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And I loved that series. And I just hadn't dove into her Plated Prisoner series because it's, it's a multi-book, right? It was also four yeah. out of five. Fifth book wasn't out yet. And I was Ooh, like... Yeah. I'm just going to, like, at this point, I'm just going to wait, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, prob- I probably wouldn't have waited if there was going to be, like, four years before the last book came out because it was on the first out sure. of five. I probably would have read along, but, like, I only had to wait, like, six months until the last book came mm-hmm. out, so I was like, I'm just going to wait. Melody. Yes, ma'am. I did finish the first book, which was almost 400 pages at 11.30 that night? that night. Stop it, Sabrina. And then I did start the second book. I went to bed according to my sleep. I stopped looking at the clock at about 11 because mm-hmm. I couldn't bring myself to look at the time. By the way, listener, for context, I'm usually asleep by 1030. Mm-hmm. According to my sleep app, I was probably asleep somewhere around 1.15. <laughs> the next night, I finished the second book. Shit. <laughs> Last night, I did not finish the third book. But I got pretty far in, and I only have, like, 20% left of the book. And it is the weekend now, so I will, in fact, be reading. I don't have time for this. I have so much shit that I need to do tomorrow, but I will probably finish the fourth book tomorrow. Mind you, for context, the third book is um, 600 pages long. Oh, my God. I will be shocked if I'm not done with all five books by the time you and I record next. Oh my god. Can you give the listener like a a cliff's notes of the premise? Okay. Oh. <laughs> cliff's notes. I got to go to bed. Okay. <laughs> it is cliff's notes. Um So, it is a retelling of the story of King Midas. Okay. The main character, Arin, is gold. She is gold plated. Her skin is gold, hair is gold, and literally if you cut her hair, it is gold like she when she is kept in a gilded gold cage by king midas because he is her favored saddle and a saddle is essentially a whore because you ride them (gasps) oh golly and he keeps her in a cage they've been together for 10 years and it is are they together or like is (sighs) So he's actually it... married. He's a, he's a king. She's his, you know, whatever. So I'm not going to tell you much more than that. Um, okay. Uh, long story short, if you really like a romanticy and you are like a big overarching, like yeah. she gets her shit together, romanticy, like mm-hmm. she just comes into herself and stops taking people's shit, definitely read this series. Also, I'll just put it this way. If you liked Akatar, Yes. Read this. If you liked the that one series by Jennifer L. Armentrout, the big one. Yes. What's it called? Ash and um, Blood. Yeah. I yep. only got like two and a half books in of that one. I will finish it because I'm in my romance phase right now. Um, mm-hmm. I'll probably pick that up after this because that's all I want right now. All I want is romanticies, which like nice. I want like three to five book romantic series is right now um nice. so if you have recommendations heaving bosoms podcast at gmail.com now yeah. you know what i'm looking for 
Kingdom of Ash and Blood, Akatar. I think you would like Dawn of Onyx. I think that's a slow burn, though. FYI. I'll tell you. Most romanticies are slow burns. Yeah, no, I'm fine with a slow burn. As long as it's like, as long as like the tension is there and like heroine is like fucking kicking, like getting Dawn of Onyx by Kate Golden. Oh my God. As long as, as long as they eventually get spicy. Totally. I just, I need that payoff, even if it comes on page 1800 out of 1900. Okay. All right. My lady love is a few different books that got me through the prep and the um like the craziness of getting that week together before my before going out to California for my uncle's memorial service. Um I know it's a weird, you know, coping mechanism, but like while trying to find something to wear to a California outdoor memorial service, I was listening to two of Cassie Alexander's like short story audiobooks, also uh, also narrated by Bunny Warren. One of them is an MMF where like the heroine has just found out that she has um, a terminal illness. And her boyfriend cheats on her right afterwards. So she's just like, fuck this, fuck everything. And she steals his car and hits the road and then ends up breaking down right outside of the camping spot, the normal once a month camping spot of two faded mate shifters who are fucking hot as balls. Okay. And it turns out they've been looking for their third forever and they find oh, her oh shit i might need to read that too <laughs> it's so good. that sounds amazing it's so good it's on audio yeah yeah and then the other one is the tiger and the swan it's a really short story and it's all about remember when we did the <laughs> when we did the dragon's captive recap on patreon i talked mm-hmm. about his like right hand man tiger shifter <gasps> it's about him it's about him and the swan shifter that he ends up made it to. And the swan shifter, like, lore is so cool. God, I love a non-wolf shifter. I, I need know. a swan shifter in my life. I know, you do. It's <gasps> oh called the tiger and the swan, and it's if perfect. You want, if you want another um, unusual shifter, I will re-repeat yeah. Addie by Raven Kennedy. Okay. You will It's just called Addie? Laugh. Yeah, Addie, A-D-D-I-E. Okay, cool. I also read Adiron by Ruby Dixon, which was fantastic. It's one of the Corsairs books. And, like, he's the charming one, and she is, like, the scrappy former enslaved woman who's been, um, they've been all hiding out on an abandoned spaceship that the boys have been looking for forever, and it's fucking wonderful, have you read the Corsairs before? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is a reread. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I also read Resisting Maxu, Victoria Aveline's next one, and that one, he is like he's like actually a dark a dark dude. He's like done some shit in his former life and he's not to be fucked with, Maxu, okay? Um, also the premise of that is that he sees her in like a crowded thing right before she's going to go on a, like a planet wide tour 
He sees the back of her head and he smells her. His eyes turn black. He gets his mating marks and then he gets arrested because he has been currently breaking the law in order to get out of the marriage ceremonies that are required unless you're a criminal. (laughs) I have not read that one yet because that's one of the most recent ones, huh? Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. At one point, like the way that they actually start getting physically intimate is that she breaks into his room to get something back from him. And he has set a booby trap that collars her and binds her wrists to the wall with magnetic things that come out that just fly out. And so she's just trussed up on he his wall. He knew what he was doing with that. Well, no, he does it for everything because he always, he wants no, to, if anybody breaks I know. in. I'm just saying that like he knows what he's doing by trussing people up like that. Because they're he, breaking in. When he's got his camera out and was like, who is breaking into my room? And he saw her tied up and helpless. Okay. <laughs> Just helpless on his wall. <laughs> it's delicious. Yeah. Okay. I haven't, I don't think I've read past Feho. So I'm going to have to pick mm-hmm. that series back up. Yeah. I'm currently reading the next one. So anyway. Ah! Okay. Keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love a penis that can change sizes. What? No. <laughs> that was the first thing that came into my mind. <laughs> we can't I, be that I can't... tired. <laughs> no, but like I am obsessed with Pan's dick, man. Like the fact that he can fucking Jekyll hide that shit. Listen, it's you know what? Keeping a badass and love yourself as much as you love a horny toad season. (laughs) Horny toad season. Perfect. (laughs) Oh, shit. Heaving Bosoms is produced by us, Melody Carlisle and Sabrina Bradley. Editing is done by Melody Carlisle. Our theme music is by the incredible singer-songwriter Brittany Fonts, and our art is by ultra-talented author Kate Pryor. If you like our show, remember to follow us on your favorite podcast app, rate us five stars, leave a nice review, and of course, tell all your friends about us, even if they don't read romance. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at heavingbosomspodcast at gmail.com. If you want more of us, visit patreon.com slash heavingbosomspodcast. You can also find us on Instagram at heavingbosoms, on TikTok at heaving underscore bosoms, and in our Facebook group, the Heaving Bosoms Geriatric Friendship Cult. Head over to our website to sign up for our newsletter, get our Reading Embrace printable, and check out my audiobooks at heavingbosoms.com. All right, we'll be back next week with more Swoons and Snark. See you then.